Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about drag to death, and we're coming from the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse 4 through 7. So grab your journals. So what's happening in Joshua chapter five, verses four through seven, is this is a story where Joshua led the people of Israel out of Egypt and they were supposed to be going to the land of milk and honey. So Joshua chapter five, verse four begins to talk about how the people who Joshua led out of Egypt, they died in the wilderness. So when we start reading verse four, it says, all those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age died in the wilderness on the way after leaving Egypt. Verse five says, all the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestors to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse seven says, so he raised up their sons in their place. And these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Now, when I read Joshua chapter five and I focused on verse number six, it says the Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were military age died. And I kept going back and underlining moved about in the wilderness. They moved about because every time I've heard this scripture preached, I always thought, okay, you know, they chose to wander about in the wilderness for 40 days because maybe they got lost. But after reading it today, what God showed me is because they disobeyed him, he led to them wandering about because they were not going to the promised land. What he was showing me was it could have took 50 years. It could have took 60 years. It could have took 70 years. It wasn't that they were lost. God caused them to wander for however long until they all died out because he had sworn to them and he had spoke and said that they would not see the promised land. I was just under the impression that their GPS wasn't working. I know it wasn't a GPS back then, but maybe they just kept taking a wrong turn. And I'm just like, dang, y'all not listening to God. Y'all taking a wrong turn. And that's what led to y'all being in the wilderness for 40 years. But God showed me today, no, 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 no. I made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. I caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And it wasn't like it just was capped at 40 years. If it would have took 50 years or 60 years, they were going to wander until all of them died because they could not enter the land that I had promised. So the wandering was a part of God's will. Now, am I saying it was a part of God's will originally? No, but I am saying that once they disobeyed God, he spoke and he swore to them saying, you will not see the promised land. So maybe they was making the right turns. Who knows what was happening, but God was like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, not on my watch. I don't care how long it takes. The promised land will not be reached until all of you die. And after reading this scripture, there was two things that God showed me. The first thing that God showed me is really the main thing that God showed me. This is like the main point. And the second one is just like the little baby sister at a point. Okay. The main thing that God showed me is that there's a version of you that must die 
before you get to the destiny, before you get to what I'm calling you to and what I have for you. There are some parts of you that must die so that you can become the person that's assigned to what I promised. God showed me that there is a version of you or some parts of you that are going to have to die because those parts of you may cause you to disobey me. So if those parts of you do not die, then those parts of you cannot get to your destiny. The Israelites had disobeyed God. So why would I allow you to make it to the promised land? Why would I allow you to go to the land that's flowing with milk and honey when you have characteristics in you that don't align with what I'm calling you to? You have characteristics in you that can rob you of the platform that I've assigned to you. You have characteristics in you that can ruin the anointing that I have attached to your name. So yes, there is a promised land that I have for you, but there's a certain person that you must become in order to possess what I have promised to you. Because if that part of you that does not align with my will does not die, then you will not enter the land of milk and honey. So God showed me that he caused them to wander for 40 years because they had to die out because that's what he had spoke. They had already disobeyed God. They had already showed what's in their heart. And for whatever reason, he said, this is the final straw. We don't know the reason, but God said, you will not see the promised land. So however long it takes, I will drag it out into death because you will not step foot in the destiny. The second thing that God said to me after reading this is, you will be rebirthed or replaced. You choose. Either you're going to become who I've called you to be or I'm going to raise up somebody else. Either you're going to step into your destiny or I'm going to raise up somebody else. Either you're going to become the version of you that I saw when you were in your mother's womb or I'm going to raise up somebody else. You will be rebirthed or you will be replaced. Y'all, what was really mind-blowing to me was that he raised up their children. So that is another version of them. That That's a piece of you. And you couldn't become who you needed to be. So I raised up another version of you, which was your child. Verse seven literally says, so he raised up their sons in their place. You will be rebirthed or you will be replaced. Those parts of you will die. And as far as us, sometimes God don't raise up our children or people connected to us to take our place, but he going to raise up who he need to raise up for his will to come to pass. But it was just so good that he allowed me to see that not only did he raise up someone else, he raised up another version of them. That's the sad part. It's just like, this your bloodline. This came straight out of you. But because you could not obey the will of God, because you could not become who God was calling you to be, who God birthed you to be, because you chose to disobey, you were dragged to death because it says they wandered around. And have you ever been in a situation and it's like, dang, this thing is just dragging out. Like when God gave me the title, y'all know what I thought about? I thought about certain relationships or certain friendships that seem like you just can't let it go, right? And you know that God is telling you, I don't want you in this thing or I don't want you with that friend. I don't want you in that relationship, but you just can't let it go. So you steady dragging it out. God has already told you your destiny. He's already told you to detach. He's already told you to decline when they call you to go out. He already told you that that's not what he has for you. But because you're choosing to disobey, God said, I'm allow it to drag to death. I'm allow, I'm allow it to drag her to death. By the time you get out of that relationship, by the time you get out of that friendship, there's going to be a part of you that dies. They're going to hurt you so bad that it kills a part of you. There's going to, it's going to hurt you so bad that it kills the gullible part of you, that it kills.
kills the naive part of you, that it kills the part of you that disobeys God and doesn't want to listen when he tells you to detach from a situation, detach from the relationship, detach from the job, detach from the household, detach from the friendship because you don't want to listen and you choose to disobey God. God said, I'm going to allow it to drag you to death, but I know that it's going to kill a part of you that's not attached to your destiny anyways. And a lot of times when that happens at the end of the road, we pray and say, God, why did you allow me to get my heart broken like that? And why did you allow them to backstab me? And why did you allow me to go through that? It hurt me so bad. It hurt me to my core. God, I can't believe I experienced this. And God said, I had to allow it to drag you to death because you were choosing to disobey what I was already displaying to you. I had already gave you the answer. I had already gave you the word, but because you wanted to disobey me, I allowed it to drag you to death. But the word of God is so good that God says all things work together for our good. So even though he allows it to drag us to death, it's killing a part of us that's not attached to our destiny anyways. So he like, I didn't plan for you to go through all this heartache. I didn't plan for you to go through all this pain. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get some purpose up out of it. At the end of the day, I'm going to pull some power up out of you. At the end of the day, I'm going to allow this pain to produce something in you. Since you want to disobey me, I'm going to let it drag you to death. Because there's a certain version of you that you must be in order to step into the promised land. And God says, you already showing me your character because you disobeying me. So I got to let it drag you to death to kill out that part of you that doesn't listen. So God said you would either be rebirth and be a new version of you or... You won't get tired of being dragged to death because sometimes even when the situation, even when a relationship, even when the job drag you to death, you still don't want to let go. You still want to hold on to it. How many times does God have to show you that that's not what he has for you? How many times do you have to pray and fast for God to give you these clear signs and you still say, I need another confirmation. You already know what God is saying. He's already shown you. He's already proven it to you and you steady being dragged to death to the point to where God said death isn't even enough for her death isn't even enough for him so now I'm just gonna have to take their destiny and let somebody else be raised up because disobeying me and experience death wasn't enough for them to detach so now I have to move their destiny because at the end of the day my word would not return to me void I'm just gonna have to raise somebody else up because they didn't want to be rebirthed they didn't want to be removed they didn't want to be made new they didn't want to let go of what they're used to so God said I'm just gonna have to raise somebody up since you're refusing to be rebirthed and I don't know about you but the fact that we start in October off with this word lets me know that God is not playing with what he's about to do and there's a process that we must go through there's a purifying that we must go through because there is a version of us that we must become in order to step into what God has for us and he said I can't just be allowing anything to step into this promised land I can't just allow anything to step into what I've promised what I've spoken to existing what I've called forth I can't just allow anything if you're showing me characteristics now already know how you're going to act when you get over here in this season. So there must be a rebirthing. And if there's not a rebirthing, there'll be a replacing because I have to stand on what I spoke because my word cannot return to me void at any cost. And I thought about the fact that God has given us this word at the beginning of October. And I looked up the Hebrew meaning of the number 10 and 10 means complete. 
It means completeness. This is the 10th month of the year and 10 means completeness, which means we're entering a new season. God has completed a season. He has completed a chapter and we're entering a new promised land. We're entering a new season. And he's saying today, there's a version of you that you must be. And if you do not become, or if you have not become, or if you are not surrendered and ready to be who I've called you to be, I might have to do a removing and a replacing. Because this is quarter four. We're entering the fourth quarter of the year. How long are you going to play with your potential? How long are you going to play with your destiny? How long are you going to keep praying about the same thing as if God hasn't already given you an answer? You know the answer. You know the answer before you prayed about it. That's why you brought it to God because you already felt like it was wrong. That's why you keep fasting over it thinking that that's going to remove the gut feeling. The Holy Spirit has already gave you an answer. You keep doing the fast and you keep doing the praying because you want a different answer, but you got the answer. You're just delaying yourself. You're just making yourself be stagnant in this season because you stuck on that same thing that God has already answered. He heard your prayer. He see you fasting and he's giving you the word. What are you waiting on? A different answer? God said my answer isn't changing, but I need you to know that until you detach from what I'm telling you to detach from, it's going to drag you to death and it's going to rob you of your destiny because there's a version of you that you must be to step into what I'm calling you to. It's a new season. And that's today's seed. Today's seed is a new season. As we enter quarter four, as we enter the last three months of the year, God is saying there's a version of you that you must become to step into this new And I can't risk my promise being mishandled. I can't risk placing you in a place of power or a place of position and high authority. And you're not a good steward of what I'm giving to you. So now I'm checking your heart. I'm checking your posture and I'm seeing if you're obedient. I'm seeing if you're in your word. I'm seeing if you're consistent. I'm seeing if you're sowing and tithing. I'm seeing if you're showing up every day as the version of you that I've called you to be. Because for the destiny that I have, there's a certain version that can step into it. Whether it have to be a rebirthing or a replacing, but my word will not return to me void. And you can sow the new chapter seed to dollar sign a Christian Bay or PayPal Zelda Christian Bay at gmail.com. A new chapter, a new season, whichever one applies to you. God is saying this is the new. We're entering a new. We have completed a season and it's a new that we're entering in. And God is doing a heart check. And he's saying, you got clarity. You got an answer. What's your heart posture now? Because there is a version of you that I'm waiting to be activated. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for shielding and protecting us. Thank you for allowing us to enter the month of October. Father God, as we enter this month and as we bask in the season of fall, Father God, I ask that anything that does not align with your will, I ask that it falls off of us right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, strip off whatever parts of us need to be stripped off and plant in us seeds of obedience, Father God. May we be obedient and disciplined to every word that you speak over our lives, Father God. Make us sharp and sensitive when it comes to the Holy Spirit, Father God, because we don't want to miss our promised land. We don't want to miss the land that's flowing with milk and honey, Father God. We don't want to be replaced or removed, Father God. So today we submit the new chapter seed, the new season seed, and we say rebirth us. If that's what's needed, rebirth us, Father God. Remove what needs to be removed. Restore what needs to be restored. Fill us back up to where you want us to be, Father God. Allow us to see things through your lens with your clarity, Father God, and remove 
any distractions or delays out of our way if it's not according to your will. Father God, we submit ourselves to you in this new season and we say, have your way, Father God. Make us new. Make us over. Create in us a clean heart. Mold us to who you've created us to be, Father God, so that we can walk in our destiny, Father God. Today we sow the new chapter seed, the new season seed, and we stand on that and we say, I'm ready to be whoever it is that you want me to be. Free us from our expectations in the way that we view ourselves or view our lives or view our purpose and our wills, Father God, and let us be free in your presence to receive whatever it is that you want us to receive and release whatever it is that you want us to release. We love you, Father God, and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. I'm so proud of you guys and your consistency, listening to the podcast, sewing, getting up, reading your word, your devotionals. I see your messages. I see your emails. And I just want you to know I am so proud of you. Happy Monday. I pray that you have a great week. I pray that you start off October strong in the presence of God, on your face, in your word, listening to your worship and just allow God to fill you up for this month and to lead you throughout this month, throughout this week into the steps that he has ordered for you. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. Bye.